We all have a story to tell, a story of faith that can change the lives of others. Hi, I'm Terry Squires. Join me and my friends each week in the heart of Nashville as they share their stories of faith that will inspire your life. This is today's Nashville. This is faith. In the midst of it all, you are always there. Your love amazes me. Grammy Award-winning country star John Barry continues to celebrate 40 years as a country music artist, songwriter, earning multiple gold and platinum records. He has placed 20 singles on the country chart, including number one hits, Your Love Amazes Me, Standing on the Edge of Goodbye, and She's Taken a Shine. But even in the midst of his success, he has faced many trials in his life. A motorcycle accident that broke both legs and a hip, a brain cyst that caused severe headaches, and in 2019, he was diagnosed with throat cancer, requiring 35 treatments. But this isn't slowing him down. This is his story of unshakable faith. This is Today's National. John, I have been a huge fan of yours for many, many years. And thank you so much for inviting me into your home and that I get to sit down and you get to share your faith and music with me. and. I just want to thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming and let me be on the show with you. Tell me about this room. Well, this is a, it's, it's basically our bonus room over the garage, you know, and uh, but it has it's turned into a, just a little music uh, development place, a songwriting area, and and uh, and also we record our podcast, Faith, Family, and Friends here, and, uh, and then I've got you know some memorabilia of you know things that have been. Impactful your, over the past few years, and in our and your guitars music. and yeah, so it's kind of fun. I'm, oh, we've got some. We we had a little TV show, songs and stories, and we have some guitars from and posters that were signed by the guests on that show. And um, my little Buck Owens American guitar that Buck gave to me many years ago. And, and what was uh, that like when he handed? It was you that? crazy. We were actually playing at Buck Owens Crystal Palace and uh, in Bakersfield, and it was our first time playing there. It was a it was a big night for us. Of course, anytime playing the, the Crystal Palace is a big night. And uh, I, I noticed that everybody started looking at the bass player. I'm thinking, what's he doing? I kind of turn around over there, and here comes Buck walking out on stage carrying this red, white, blue guitar. And I'm thinking, how cool is this moment going to be? Buck's going to come out and play a song with us. And we got to the end of our song we were doing, and he said, I really hate to interrupt. And he said, I said, Buck said, Everybody here knows it's way past my bedtime, which got a big chuckle. And uh, he said, but I, we just love you here at Bakersfield, and we, I just wanted you to have one of my guitars. And he gave me this uh, Buck, Owens, Buck Owens American guitar. What a blessing. I, I grabbed a Sharpie and had him sign it for me. So it's, it's, uh, it's been a treasured, uh, treasured memorabilia piece for a long, long time. And well, I noticed in this room you have... Uh, Pictures and autographs of John Denver. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about him. Well, I started playing guitar in 1972, and there was no entertainer in the world more famous, more mm -hmm. loved than John Denver mm -hmm. at that time. And 
and I learned so many of his songs. Matter of fact, the very first concert I ever went to, I went to see John in 1975 uh, at the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia, at the, on the Back Home Again tour. And uh, I fell in love with that album, and the song Annie Song has been mm -hmm. one that I've played almost every night I've performed. I've always, almost always done that song. And uh, so it was just uh, real meaningful to me to uh, have some memorabilia of John's. Uh, a friend of mine got me a, an 8x10 poster from RCA Records that they had a promotional picture that they had that was autographed by him. And uh, someone sent me the John Denver album cover back home again that was autographed by him as well. And then there's the poster, and then there's a single of one of his songs. And then I don't know where it came from. I wish I could remember who got it for me, but the sign up on top that says John Denver is off of a tour bus. The old tour buses mm -hmm. back at like Silver Eagles where they would have the name of oh, okay. whoever was touring. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other names in there, but I'm afraid to rotate the film because I'm afraid it'll tear it. So I don't know who might be Elvis in there. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so, but, uh, but it's just a, a cool little collection so, of things. And John's, his music just really spoke to me like mm -hmm. I know it did millions of other people. And, and uh, it was funny. We went to go. Robin, my wife Robin surprised me with tickets to see him October. I'm sorry. He, she surprised me with tickets in February of the year he died later that year mm -hmm. in October. And we went to see him at the Fox Theater and got to meet him after the show and say hello. And, of course, that's about all I could say was hello. And, uh, but it was funny during the show that John would have some mannerisms and she'd poke me in the shoulder and she'd say, you do that, you do that. And it really never occurred to me that a lot of mannerisms and things that I do, I, I picked up from John. And, well, but. you yourself have had an incredible journey through the music, country music, and your hits. She's taken a shine, yeah. uh, standing on the edge of goodbye, yeah. and uh, your love amazes me. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. What song speaks to you? Well, Your Love Amazes Me has been one of those special songs that, that um, was written by Chuck Jones and Amanda Hunt Taylor. And from the very first I ever heard the, the, the demo that Chuck had, I was taken by that song. It was just a remarkable piece of music. and. And I truly believe that I was just the lucky guy who drew the card, who got to sing that one. Um, I think that a lot of people could have had a big hit with that, and I was just the fortunate one. And, um, but the song has meant a lot in uh, my career. It's meant a lot to me and to Robin and our relationship. Mm -hmm. Just the, uh, Because I have walked a lot, of, a lot of different roads, and she's been right there with me. and, and uh, supported me and, and helped me through a lot of difficult times and a lot of good times as well. You know, we, uh, my husband and I went to a concert recently and um, you sang that song, Robin was on stage, yeah. and you could just see the love between you two. And uh, it was, you, you could just tell, your love amazes me. So it was beautiful. What other songs are special to you? Well, I think one of my favorite songs to sing is a song called You and Only You that was written also by Chuck Jones. Mm -hmm. And it's a powerful, powerful song. Just one of those melodies that I just love, I love to sing. It's a very, you know, it's a great piece of music, it really is. A lot of your songs are about love and faith and, and they're just beautiful. 
tell me about Robin. When did you guys meet? <laughs> Let's go back. We met at, a, I was playing at a little club in Athens, Georgia in the mid 80s. And I was booked there for every other week for over a five week period. So three, three out of five weeks. And I think it was my second week playing there. And these two girls came in and sat at the table right in front of me with their dates. And uh, one of the girls really grabbed my attention. And um, when their dates went to the back room to go play pool, we took a break. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat down next to her. And the very first thing I asked her, I said, when are we getting married? And what did she say? Like, she who wouldn't are even you? talk to me. <laughs> Man, you old guy, what are you doing, you crazy nut? So, but did you know at that moment that she might be the one? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, that's pretty far fetched, isn't it? You know, but but I, I thought she was. I, I just knew there was something awfully special about her, and uh, just just the glow the glow she carried, you know. And uh, but she would come to hear me play and come to hear me play a lot, and we got to know each other. And it was not two. I think it was two years before we went out on a date. Two years. Yeah. So. And look what God has done in your life. Yeah. 33 years we've been married now. Don't you ever doubt this love of mine. You're the only one for me. You give me hope, you give me reason. You give me something to believe in Forever faithfully Your love amazes me Your love But only you could save me your love amazes me. It's beautiful. Sweet song. It is. Let's talk about your wife. You've been through a lot of challenges and trials. I read that you had a motorcycle accident, broke yeah. both your legs and a hip. Yeah. And then you had a brain cyst? Yes, yeah, cyst and third ventricle. Mm -hmm. Third ventricle. Yeah. And you recently are battling um, in 2019 throat cancer yeah. with 35 treatments. Yeah, 30, 35 radiations and seven chemotherapy treatments. Yeah. How has this affected your faith, your life, and... Um, you mentioned that Robin has been by your side oh, through yeah. it all. Yeah, she's. Um, we didn't know each other when I had the motorcycle accident. I was I was 20 years old or something, and when I came home from having the throat cancer diagnosis, and uh, we were sitting and talking about the events of the day, and and I said, you know, God uses these circumstances in our life to draw us to Him, to get our attention, you know, and. Uh, he doesn't, I don't believe God causes these things, but he uses them to, to draw, draw us to himself. And, I, and I, I said, I believe he uses these things to speak to us. And she, and she said, would you please listen this time? Please listen. <laughs> and, uh, 
and, and, and I, I've tried to. I've really, I've really made an effort to really try seek out and make the most of this opportunity of God speaking to me and reaching out to me and drawing me near. Mm-hmm. Um, during this um, cancer treatments and during the recovery time and also during COVID, uh, all this downtime with COVID, we have had an opportunity to spend more time with our church family mm-hmm. than we ever have in our, all of our marriage. And it's been great. We've actually been very involved with our church and, and our small group and uh, weekly. There have been some weeks we're in and out of church three or four days a week, which is really un, unusual for us because we have traveled so much during our married life. And uh, so it's been a great opportunity to really draw closer to Him. Well, let's talk more about your faith. Um, when did you know the Lord? As a youngster, as a, I grew up in a Christian family, mom and dad were, were true believers who loved the Lord and loved to share their faith with me and my brother and my sister. I was the youngest of the three. And as a very young fellow, I uh, came to know the Lord. My mom led me to the Lord one day after school when I came home and, and uh, with, with just the simple prayer of, of just accepting Him, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and being involved in church has always been a part of our life. And, and in recent years, more recent years, have been more involved in trying to make my faith, uh, to grow my faith in Christ and uh, mm-hmm. through Bible study and, and uh, fellowship with other believers. So. so when you heard that you had the diagnosis of throat cancer, let's go back to that day. I just shook my head. <laughs> did you have any symptoms or, I mean... Did you know something was wrong, or did you think it was just... I didn't think it was much of anything. We were recording an album, uh, a little EP, uh, called Thomas Road, and um, we recorded the soundtrack to Beautifully Broken, and I kept drinking tons of water because I felt like... I always explained it, that I felt like I had the skin of a Spanish peanut stuck in my throat, and I couldn't get rid of it. That's exactly what it felt like. It drove me nuts, and then we got started on our Christmas tour that year, and drinking tons of water, just kind of clear my throat all the time. And I don't know where we were in, in the timeline there, but November, December, I got a flashlight, finally looked down my throat, hello. And I was like, oh my goodness, what in the world is that? And I said, Robin, come here, look at this. And she got the flashlight, looked down my throat, she turned it off, and she says, that looks like a tumor. And I'm like, that can't be a tumor, it's just my tonsils. And she said, no, it looks like a tumor. So. Finally got in to see our doctor, and I think we were at the middle of the Christmas tour at that point, and the nurse practitioner, her thoughts were that it was an infected tonsil. So they put me on some antibiotics, and we ran through the tour, most of the tour, got another round of antibiotics. Nothing cleared it up. It wasn't any better, wasn't any worse. And uh, then got home from touring and decided we should go see a specialist, and we got in to... Um, see an ear, nose, and throat specialist. So we walk into the, the specialist's office, the ear, nose, and throat guy. And he goes, hi, John, how you doing? Good to see you again. And I said, uh, when did I see you the first time? <laughs> he said, you wouldn't remember. He said, when you, had vocal cord, when you had vocal cord surgery in 1997 with Dr. Ossoff, I was an intern on your surgery. So instantly, I felt... Okay, I'm, in, I'm dealing with a, a gentleman who is familiar with what I do for a living, and, and not that everybody's voice isn't important, but this is a, yeah. a way I provide for my family. And mm-hmm. so I, I felt real comfortable 
around this gentleman. And um, so he asked a few questions. And he said, well, let's take a look. And he turned on his flashlight, looked down my throat, turned his flashlight off, and he goes, I, I'm a straight shooter. He said, I've been doing it a long time. He said, it looks like throat cancer to me. What was your thought? You could have pushed me over with a feather. I was like, no, that can't be. <laughs> so they did a uh, biopsy and then um, did a tonsillectomy, removed both tonsils, and there was another tumor in the other tonsil. The one had grown out of the tonsil, the other one was developing. And, um, but it was pretty well contained. There was just a little of tissue on the, south, on the soft palate that they had to go and clean up a little bit. And, uh, and then they, they treated with a pretty aggressive um, radiation treatments, uh, seven weeks, five days a week for seven weeks. And then I think it was seven or eight chemotherapy treatments. Be sure they had killed off, killed off the, all that needed to be. So. Near the end of the radiation treatments, my neck looked like a, a football, real brown and leathery, except there was this white stripe across my throat. And Robin had not said anything to me about it. And we were there with our radiation, or our radiologist. And she said, doctor, she said, what's the white stripe mm -hmm. on his head? She didn't, John doesn't have an infection in his throat, does he? And he looked at it and he said, oh, no, no, no. We knew John was a singer and we programmed the waves, the radiation waves, to go around his vocal cords and it left that white mark on his throat. John, you've had many treatments and God has taken you down a path that you probably didn't expect. Yeah. And sometimes he does that to us. Yeah, oh yeah. How has your faith grown through this journey? Well, there's a, an old hymn that has become a favorite during uh, my treatments that Robin would sometimes sit on the floor and sing to me when I was in uh, not the best of circumstances. And uh, the old hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And, uh, and we would focus on all the times that God had always been faithful to mm -hmm. us to take care of us throughout the years. And uh, the, the wonderful Bible verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me is one that we, we really clung to. Mm -hmm. And you know, having that opportunity to be more involved with our church and that time home that, that God used the circumstances to draw us closer to Him and uh, to show us what really mattered in life and what was really important. Because so, a lot of times what we think of is, uh, are the important things are really not so. You no. know? And uh, we, we find out quickly the, the things that really are important and that's our faith and our family and our friends and those uh, opportunities that we have to, to grow in Him and grow with each other. How's your health today? It's good. Uh, so far I, I go for checkups about every six months. I think we're, we've got one more six month checkup and then we'll go to once a year. And uh, you know, we're, we're about two years out now and, and uh, things are good and, and uh, it's, everything seems to be on track. And it takes a long time to get that strength back mm -hmm. after the, the radiation and the chemotherapy and and uh, and it's getting better you know I love that they protected your vocal cords yeah you know Isn't amazing the, it is it is yeah. amazing the talent that God gives to men and women to do what they're mm -hmm. able to do
Now you are going to be busy this Christmas season. Oh yeah. Tell me about it. Well, this is our 25th year of going out and getting to do songs celebrating the birth of Christ. And uh, we're excited. I think we've got 22, maybe 23 cities that we're going to be in. And uh, a lot of them are repeats. We've got a few new ones added this year. And um, we've got a great band going on the road with us. And we do a mixture of songs that have been around for a long time, what was standards, you know, and then we have some newer songs. And uh, it's just a, a wonderful time of celebrating the, that birth of Christ mm -hmm. that has changed the world, has changed our lives. He does, doesn't he? Just He's so faithful yeah. and he's so loving. And you also have a new Christian CD coming out, too. Yeah, we're just finishing up. It's six uh, traditional hymns and four new faith-based songs. And Steve Dorff produced it. And Steve, uh, if some of your viewers are not familiar with him, they know his music. Go look up Steve Dorff. He actually has a book called, Yeah, I Wrote That One Too. That's how many, that's how many songs the man's written. And uh, he's a talented, talented man. And uh, he played piano on most of the songs, but it's piano, bass, drums, guitar, and about 40 string players, 45 string players. And it's just lovely. Just, I'm so proud of it. And uh, I can't wait till folks get to hear it. So. You know, God is using you that during this season with your faith, your songs, your Christmas. What would you tell somebody who's watching us today about the Lord? That He is faithful. He loves us. He loves us enough to come and have given His life for us. And He plans good for us. And you know, no matter what circumstance you go through, walk the path that God mm -hmm. has given you. And He has got good waiting. There is good in it. You know, no matter how difficult the time may be. There's, there's reasons for it, and we don't always understand those reasons, but we understand that He loves us and has good plan for us. He does, and He's still taking you to stages around the world. You know, I told you we saw you at the 4th. I have to ask you this. We saw you and, and Robin at the Grand Old Opry. Oh, nice. What's it like to go out on the Grand Old Opry? Does it ever get old? No. To stand in the circle, man on oh man. And if some of your viewers don't know what the circle is, if you ever look at the Grand Ole Opry stage, the circle on the floor, right where the artists stand and sing, is, it looks a little different. Well, that is a circle they took from the Ryman Auditorium stage and moved over to what they call the Big House, which is now, mm -hmm. of course, the Opry House. And so when you, you stand at the circle, you stand in a spot that all the great opry singers have been in for ever, as long as the Opry's been. So to stand on the circle is pretty amazing. Do you still get nervous? Uh, yeah, that's about the only place I get nervous at, you know. That's, that's a, it's pretty nerve-wracking, because a lot of times you're following some great talent on that stage. It's like, I gotta go out after that, you know? Well, I, I tell you, when you played the night that we were there, I mean, you had people up, and they oh, just loved it was just alive. It was well, so alive. You. It's always a treat. Would you take us out on a, on a song and just a, sure. a couple more verses and then, and then um, I'll close. Rosie never was one for turning heads. She was a star always kind of there. 
She had a few nice features, more or less. No red ribbons in her hair. But since Jessie's been coming to the diner, folks are saying that she never looked finer. She's got a different air. She's taking a shine to him, becoming the woman that she's never been. And all of the guys are wishing they hadn't been so blind. She's taking a shine to light. Now there's a sparkle in her eye. They all missed her gym, a diamond within. She's taking a shine. so much. I love that song. I appreciate that. Thank you. My friend, are you facing a challenging time? I want you to know that God loves you. He's faithful. His love is amazing. Take his hand. Walk the journey with him. He won't lead you astray so that you can share your story of unshakable faith with others that will give him honor and glory. This is Today's Nashville, this is faith. Do you have a question or comment about today's podcast or want to check out the latest television episode? You can find me, Terry Squires, and all of my guests at todaysnashville.com. Cornerstone Television wishes to thank all our faithful viewers whose consistent prayers and financial support have made this program possible.